Hello, and we welcome you to the World Travel Dad Show, where we help you travel intelligently with your family, with trip planning, money-saving tips, and fun, funny stories. We are a resource for your next travel chapter. We are excited to have you here, and we hope our adventure helps with yours. Now, here's our host, World Travel Dad. Welcome to the World Travel Dad Show, where we teach you how to take trips with your family and save money in the process. Our motto is, don't put off till you're 65 the trips that you can take today. Today's show is about the Loire Valley. I'm sure you've heard of the Loire Valley, but um, we are going to talk about what it's really like there beautiful it's not that far from Paris we drove down and stayed in in a small town this is small town France Um, there are many many um, old towns and chateau um, in this region plural it's chateau a singular chateau but it's spelled differently if it's plural they're all over the place and these are these homes that became very popular at one point in the um, near the time of the Renaissance, I believe, um, if I'm not mistaken. And the French nobility, um, these these dukes, and even even the king, they would create these large, extravagant homes, and they were designed as places to to live. Um, they had to be fully staffed and, um, but they were just, you know, gigantic homes out in the countryside spanning across rivers and, um, at a, at a point in time, they became unfeasible as living quarters, um, especially during and around the time of the French Revolution. Um, it became tacky for the, um, monarchy to to be living so high on the hog while while the uh the normal people were suffering and so it became out of fashion but they over the years several uh, many of these chateaux have been refurbished and turned into museums and so we'll focus a little bit on that today we saw two chateaux we saw villandry and we saw chenonceau uh, Villandry is over in the West Loire area, and Chenonceau is more in the East. Um, if I had to, I don't. If I had to choose, I would. I would choose the East part of Loire. We stayed in both sides, and the East to us just seemed like it had more things going on, more to do. Um, the West just seemed kind of dead. Um, I mentioned this somewhere but uh, the west side in, in Montreux Belay the town that we stayed in it had a castle which was beautiful but it had n- almost no people and almost nothing open and that just is not fun I mean you don't want to go to a shut down town no matter how beautiful it is I would add, though, that we, the two nights we were in that town, 
we actually kind of uh, partied a little bit with you know with the kids. Of course, we don't we don't have childcare on the on our trip we're taking, so you know we're not staying out too late. But we we got back to our Airbnb at 10 p.m. both nights, and the second night, um, the only the only restaurant in town open was the campsite that's near a castle. Uh, so this is not like a little, you know, place in the middle of nowhere. I mean, it's a gigantic castle, but there's this little campground. And um, we got a very good vibe from this place, but it was very weird. Um, it was just kind of old, smelled like smoke, just very interesting looking place. But you'd walk around and everyone was super, I, super friendly, very, very friendly. Um, smiling. Um, I, I look for people to smile. Um, I know the French aren't always famous for their smiling. They think the French think Americans are are crazy for smiling at everyone and saying hello to people you'll never see again in your life. I mean, they just think that's ludicrous. Um, so they're not being rude, but they just don't want to make some effort for somebody they'll never see again. But we saw some pretty friendly people and um my wife um joined a petanque team that night so petanque is the national sport of france it's these metal balls that you toss at a target ball it's it's like bocce it's played on dirt you you've seen it um and she had played petanque before because she um on a corporate retreat one of their her com- her old company's investors was from Canada long story short the canadians get a little obsessive about french stuff i mean they have they have a whole french speaking province called quebec so i get it but um they had petanque as as the event and that's cute but they they played petanque so she understands the rules I don't. It looks kind of fun. Um, I think the I think Americans these days are doing the the, the bag toss, the cornhole. Well, it's it's a game like that. You're kind of standing around tossing something. I mean that isn't. It's not very fun for me. I mean, if I had a cold beverage, that helps. But when the these French people play petanque and they they don't drink, it's insane. I don't get it. But. Um, they're very serious about it, but they they had a they had a tournament going on a nighttime tournament that they do at the campground and they were short a player and I could tell they needed somebody to play. Nobody was stepping up, and my wife wanted to play, but nobody spoke English, and so I had to break out the Francais, and it it was not pretty. But I got the job done, and I got her a spot on a team. She was with um, a guy that looked like he was Petank. I mean, he looked like he slept on the Petank court. Um, but looks can be deceiving. You know, in basketball, they call it the uh, the all-airport squad. It's like the team that looks amazing, but, like, sucks. And that was this guy. He was the all Patonk squad. And he got out there and was not very good. And so my wife 
Jessica had to carry the team. They they went down. They lost. They didn't get to advance. I'm sorry to say that, but um, I got to watch from the sidelines with a cold beverage, and the kids found a trampoline in this um, park, and so they were happy. And so, look, I mean, I guess the point is, backing up, this town was completely dead, but we still managed to have fun. So you, you got to try. You got to laugh about this stuff. You're not always... If you're taking a long trip like we are, then you're going to end up in these places. There's no way that we could spend a year going to a bucket list trip, you know, spots all the time. Just not possible. And so you end up in the middle of nowhere. But you got to have fun with it. If you're if you're going to take a two-week trip to France, don't go to this town. Call me. I can tell you where to where to go. But don't go here. But it was cute. Um, anyway, um, what the east side, east side of Loire, um, oh, backing up, Villandry, very nice, very nice chateau, wonderful garden set up. These chateaux have outdoor spaces, so they're sneaky, good places to take kids. You wouldn't think that the kids would enjoy a chateau, but when you mix in this outdoor element to these places, it actually works. It's it's counterintuitive. And the inside of these chateaux, they're they're cool enough for, for kids, you know, in this in the six to fourteen range. You know, there's there's all this old, you know, medieval equipment in the kitchens and there are some some suits of armor and uh you know you get to see these old places where people used to live and i mean it's cool enough inside and then you 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 add in the outdoor place where you can kind of run around and the gardens are good you know we learned early on on our trip that our kids like to be outside of course like most kids and if you go to one of these large garden areas it it just it mentally gives them a way to kind of spread out and so villandry offered that now, all the way on the other side was Shen and So. Kind of the same thing, you know, outdoor space, um, really cool inside stuff. Kids love the kitchen again. You know, the kitchens are cool. They're a big draw. Um, lots of old iron cooking implements. And the town of Amboise was delightful. Um, the town of Tours, it's a larger town. It's about 130,000 people, and there's a university there. There is a professional soccer team there, and it was a delightful city. And we even talked about if we ever went back that we would potentially stay in this area. Amboise is is a town for boomers, um, lots of old people, lots of um, um, Americans. It's... It's a great home base for visiting the Chateau. It was made famous in the States by Rick Steves. And anywhere that guy touches, I mean, look out. You know, you're going to get trampled by, by American boomers at that point. But <clears throat> it's it's definitely cute. And uh, um, I love a good a good cobblestone setup, and, and that's what it offered. And um, that was kind of the experience. Um, if you're curious about where we stayed, we were out 
we were about 10 minutes from Ambois and we stayed on a, on a working farm, a horse farm. And it was fine, but it's one of these places where, you know, God help you if, if you're if only have one week in France and you have to stay out there. I mean, you know, don't go, but if you're, if you're traveling around like we are and you, you're trying to save some money, then it's great. You stay in one of these little working farms and, um, it was fine. You know, we, we got to do the school with the kids. Um, I took a live French lesson one morning. It was kind of fun on, on zoom and, um, you know, really, really good wine, you know, anywhere you go in, in France, um, you know, you're not gonna, you're not gonna run out of uh, wine and it's cheap. Um, and, uh, next episode we will be heading to southern france and this is totally different this is not the france that you thought you knew um so we hope that you join us for that